0: Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the July issue of the Beef Watch Newsletter titled, What Does Summer Pneumonia Look Like in Calves and What to Do About It? To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Halden Clark, who's a veterinarian and also part of the Health Stewardship Group at the Great Plains Veterinary Education Center. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Aaron. I'm glad to be here. Dr. Clark, as we get into this time of year, especially as we start to see temperatures really ramp up, and in some cases, dry conditions that have occurred throughout the spring and summer, uh, we can start to see greater incidence of summer pneumonia in calves. Just talk through with us, what does this look like, and what are some things producers can do in terms of working with their veterinarian to address this if they see it?
1: Yeah, so typically nursing calf pneumonia, which is kind of a perennial problem, is going to be noticed by producers as a listless, weak calf with no obvious diarrhea, but ears are droopy, seems to lack energy, may lack abdominal fill, meaning he hasn't been eating or drinking very much at all, laying around too much, those kinds of things. If they catch that calf, typically they're going to have a high fever, well over 103, maybe a 104, 105, 106, somewhere in there. So that's usually what a producer will notice. Somewhere around a fifth of beef operations in our Plains states are going to deal with cases of summer pneumonia in their calves in a typical year, Uh, and then maybe somewhere around half of those operations will actually lose a calf to pneumonia while the calves are in the pre-weaning phase. So it tends to be a disease that responds well to treatment and uh, working with your veterinarian to get a plan made for what to treat calves that look like that with should you encounter cases of, of nursing calf pneumonia like this is really important. And then in addition to a treatment plan, about uh, 87% of vets recommend uh, pre-weaning calf vaccinations to address this nationwide. So those two things can be addressed by the herd veterinarian and uh, a plan can be made. Typically, treatment doesn't take uh, the, the capture and restraint of the animal is usually a bigger part of the cost of treatment than the drugs themselves. So it's typically not a huge burden economically to purchase the treatment drugs, but the the labor and time to get these calves treated can be even a bigger piece of the puzzle than that. So that's a little bit about the the basics of what this looks like.
0: What are some conditions or circumstances that seem to elevate the risk of getting a summer pneumonia outbreak in calves?
1: Yeah, there have been a couple studies that have looked at a number of different risk factors. One that comes up over and over is if the calves had scours go through, if, if a number of calves were treated for diarrhea in that critical first month of age, which is the danger zone for scours. If a lot of scours occurred during that time frame, then there's a higher likelihood that those calves are going to fight pneumonia as well. And we believe that is an indicator that those calves were faced with a number of things that could lead to higher disease incidents such as poor quality colostrum intake environmental stressors, management factors like extended calving seasons and greater commingling, especially of uh, different age cohorts of calves. Those kinds of things that lead to greater health risks can impact pneumonia rates as well.
0: If a producer suspects that they may have a calf that had summer pneumonia, what's what's the protocol to get in touch with their veterinarian and try to dig deeper into what might be the issue?
1: Yeah, so treatment early in the course of of disease is really important for these. So my recommendation would be working with your veterinarian to either be able to treat these for you very promptly, or to have a protocol, basically a plan, a written, maybe a written plan even, with what the, the veterinarian recommends as far as treatment drugs. And this can be based on postmortem analysis of any calves that may have died and sample submission and results. That's a possibility. Or the veterinarian's clinical impression of what appears to be the, the antimicrobial of choice in that region. Those are important things. Um, availability product availability comes into play if the drug that your vet recommends for summer calf pneumonia has not been discussed in the last few years it might be good to to consult with them again there are a lot of new generics on the market at a much lower price point than previously so that could potentially be a time to benefit from your relationship with your vet and to find a, a good option that may come at a lower cost than in years past in addition to that uh Some of the old drugs are are no longer going to be over-the-counter. So oxytetracycline, which is commonly known as LA-200 and uh, biomyosin drugs like that, those and the penicillin class are all going to be by prescription only. So uh, those are also times when having a valid veterinary-client-patient relationship is going to make the process much smoother and quicker. Uh, One other thing to think about is if a calf dies of respiratory disease, Within a few hours of death or or maybe a day at the at the most in the hot summer weather, the vet may be able to get some good results from a postmortem. Really, the the take-home message on a postmortem exam for these types of calves is the sooner the better, because in the heat, tissues are going to autolize is the technical term, but it's essentially it means decompose really quickly. And so the value of diagnostic samples is going to go down quickly in the summer heat. So if a producer uh, is going, going to ask a vet to do a postmortem exam on a, on a carcass from a calf that died of pneumonia, getting that done really soon is very important in order to have the best chance at a, at a solid diagnosis. That's a little bit on that. Um, a few other risk factors that I, I didn't mention earlier that have come up in a couple different studies. Operations that introduce new calves during the summer are going to be at a little higher risk of introducing some nursing calf pneumonia Creep feeding, estrus synchronization, those are other potential risk factors. Uh, as herd size goes up, the appreciation that, that there has been a case or two or more of nursing calf pneumonia goes up, but the incidence rate goes down. So larger herds are not necessarily a, at higher risk of uh, of a higher percent death loss, but just due to their size, they're, they're more likely to
0: identify cases of nursing calf pneumonia. Dr. Clark, anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic today?
1: One thing, actually, one correction to the article that I I need to make is the, in the article, I talk about a study and I call it a case control study. And actually the study that was done is a cross-sectional survey. That's a, maybe a kind of a technical difference, but it's important to point out that, uh, there is a difference in what those types of studies mean. It's my due diligence as a vet to make sure that I I describe the work of other veterinarians and researchers correctly and say now is a survey. So that does introduce a few biases. So people that uh, have had a bad experience with nursing calf pneumonia may be either more or less likely to answer a survey request on that topic. So there's some self-selection bias in a survey. So those are just some fine points on the, the type of data that we have on this condition. There's a lot to it, but uh, these surveys largely agree. There's a lot of overlap when both veterinarians and producers give survey answers, and then various surveys come up with some very similar risk factors. So we believe this is pretty solid, solid data and hopefully some actionable information for beef producers here in
0: Nebraska. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can find the article at the beef.unl.edu website. If you have questions for Dr. Halden Clark, again, you can find them. Uh, They have a website there. They're part of the Great Plains Veterinary Education Center.